You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome to the Nerd Table. I am Chris O'Mealy, joined by my two colleagues in crime, podcasting crime, that is. Please welcome to the show, Dan Peck. Hello, Dan. We're doing crimes. That's right. Okay. (laughs) And welcome to the show, Eric Flores. Uh, It wasn't me. You can't prove it. Uh, It was like that when I got there. The shaggy defense? Yep. I like the Homer Simpson defense. It's my first day. (laughs) Always a defense. Have either of you ever committed a crime? What are you, a cop? <laughs> yeah, cop. Um, I mean, knowingly or unknowingly? I mean, yeah, that is two completely different things, isn't it? Because the answer is probably yes to both. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. I mean, who hasn't in the uh, modern internet age committed some light piracy? If there I mean, is that's no true. victim, there is no crime. You know how oh, I feel my about God. this. So I've t- I think I've told the story before, but we technically knowingly committed a crime, which the crime would have been trespassing. And... We absolutely could have been arrested that night if it wasn't for the fact that I was there because my buddy at the time was too stupid to talk his way out of it. So the whole thing was we were in Demon's Alley, which was an old weird New Jersey spot, haunted road and everything. We're high school kids and we used to go up there all the time and like check out the houses and everything. And it's very heavily patrolled because it's privately owned it's owned by the reservoir and also thanks to weird new jersey a bunch of weirdos like us would show up there so the one time a cop actually showed up was the time that my friend and i were actually not doing anything illegal we actually just stopped to take pictures of the houses because he was taking a photo class in college so he's snapping the pictures and here comes a police officer and she's like so boys do you know that you're trespassing and um my immediate instinct was going to be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was we were just taking pictures. You know, we didn't mean anything by it. But my buddy at the time decided was like, oh, yeah, we know we're not supposed to be here. But blah. I'm like, you dumb ass. You it's never cheese it. You never, ever say that. She's like, so you boys ready to be arrested tonight? And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> look, so I immediately start talking because he is no longer in a position to speak to this police officer. And I'm like, hey, he's, you know, he's in a photo class and everything like like, look, you can tell that we're we're not actually here to do anything. The car is still running, which it was like I'm standing with the car like we weren't going to do anything. We're just taking some pictures. We're we're really sorry. Like we we understand that people try to do unsavory things to these houses. 
I'm like, but we'll we'll go ahead and take off. And she's like, okay, well, I, I don't know if she like ran our licenses or whatever. She's like, all right, yeah. She, and she kind of did the whole explanation. Yeah, thanks to Weird New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. It's private property. She goes, just get in your car and leave and we'll be fine. And then, of course, my buddy tried to be all cocky about it afterwards. He's like, oh, nothing was going to happen to us. I'm like, no, no, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, if you were here by yourself, you'd be in jail right now. So you're welcome. Ouch. And it's always the people who always want to want to trash talk the cops the most that snivel in front of them. See, had that been me, I would be like, oh, see, he knew. I, I didn't know. I'm, I'm going to head out. You could do whatever you want to him. <laughs> well, he drove the car. I wasn't exactly in a position to just up and leave. I mean, what's a little bit of Grand Theft Auto when you're trespassing already? That's literally the closest I've ever come to actually, like, being arrested. Because, I mean, I w- I, without getting into details, there have been times when, like, there's been a misunderstanding. And I was just like, look, here's the position of the thing. And nothing ever happened to me because I wasn't doing anything illegal. But that's all petty stuff anyway. So, yes, uh, we're podcasting. You know what? We are actually committing a crime right now. We are stealing the innocence of our listeners by penetrating their ear holes with our smooth, sultry voices. I mean, you said penetrating. (laughs) It's like moist. (laughs) Yeah, penetrating their moist orifices. Yeah. That's the kind of mood we're in. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. Anyway, well, speaking of things happening in in nerd news, uh, we've all been watching lots lately. Uh, The two of you, and I'm so proud of the two of you. You both started a show I recommended, and I'm so proud of you both. I'm so proud of you, because we get to talk about it, and we have an entertainment challenge we get to do, and we have a brand new theme song for our show that you guys got to hear at the beginning of the episode, provided by our friend Adrian Cotton. And he's the one who runs Motivational Vacations, our sponsor, helping keep the show free. EmersonCotton.IntelliTravel.com. The link's in the description of this episode. The next time you guys plan a vacation, use him. Use and abuse him. Oh, we're going to go back to this, aren't we? We're going to full circle this one, aren't we? Uh, and use your sultry voices and let him know that you came here via CKCC Radio. And you might just win yourself a voucher for a three-day, two-night getaway. But, How about that? But when you when you call him and you talk to him, you have to talk to him like he's a sex phone operator. Okay, so he's a radio guy, so he's going to give that right back to you. I just want you to, to know I, I that. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. <laughs> going to do it right back. Uh, Man, so let's... Uh, I know there's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. So... I guess what I want to talk about first is uh, we have spooky season right around the corner and I am starting to fall into a pretty unique work schedule where because I work every other Saturday, I have every other Monday off as a result. So there is the crap where my weekend is a day and a half instead of two full days. 
because I've got to do six hours on a Saturday. But the trade-off is the next weekend is a three-day weekend because that seems to be how it's going for me. And I'm very appreciative of that. So I'm taking advantage of some of these three weekends coming up. And I've got two trips planned that I'd like that I want to discuss because they're both relevant to nerd type culture. So first, uh, mid-October, I'm thinking about the 16th on the Saturday. We're going to go to Eastern State Penitentiary to do the Halloween attractions and everything else that they have there, which is quite a bit, actually. Are either of you familiar with Eastern State Penitentiary? As a scary I've fashion? heard about it as, as a major place, yeah. Yes, as a major place, you've heard of it, right? Yes. Okay. I've it's, seen some ghost hunters. Yes. Uh, Eastern State Penitentiary is actually where they got some of their better evidence. Yeah, it's, it's one of the top places, and all the shows have been there. Yes. So here's how they do their Halloween night deal. This is actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty worth it, I think. Um, you can buy a VIP ticket, which I think is... I want to say when I looked it up, it was like around 80 bucks for the VIP ticket. And it lets you into 14 of the 15 things that they have. And the only one it doesn't has like a $10 surcharge anyway, but it was an extra $10. So let's say 90, right? To do everything, to do all 15 things. Like, to me, that's worth it. Because I would pay something similar to that to go to Halloween Horror Nights. In fact, I'd be paying like five significantly things. more. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd be paying significantly more. The general admission is $34. The VIP is 54 but let's look up the peak night on a Saturday. Yeah, it's 80 bucks on a Saturday, and it says gets you into everything. There's only the After Dark CB3 tour, which I'm going to tell you what that is in a sec here. So tons and tons of of cool stuff here. So here's what they here's what they offer. They have a 3D fun house called Delirium. And, oh, and they tell you what's scary and what's not scary. So like if you have somebody who wants to join you, who's not big on the spooky side of stuff. There's other stuff for them to do, too. So this is basically a funhouse type gimmick. It says it's not scary. It says it's disorienting, but I like stuff like that. Uh, they have the machine shop. That's one of their haunted house attractions. And that is, well, it's a machine shop. They're basically chopping up bodies. <laughs> so interesting thrill there. They have a... The Speakeasy at Al Capone Cell. It's a Prohibition-themed bar and lounge. I mean, do I need to explain anything about Al Capone to the listeners? Does everybody pretty much know who he is? Who's Al Capone? Is there... I'm, I'm Eric. With you. I'm... Well, you see, you have to be like a team, you know, like in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get Eric a history book. God damn it. Oh, I... History was not my subject. Do not get me a history book. I will not retain that information. Only thing in history that I remember is that somebody stabbed Julius Caesar at some point. Right, there you go. On March 50th. <laughs> Where are the Ides of March? Uh, they have the Bloodline Lounge, which is a vampire-themed bar and lounge, and that one's actually a scary one. Again, that's included with your VIP admission. It tells you what's all included with it. There's like one thing that's not, and that's fine. So 
basically it's a vampire themed bar. I mean, that could be fun, right? Uh, they I'm have tricks about like the balls to put a haunted house themed park in an actual haunted building. Well, I mean, I did uh, Penhurst Asylum last year, and that's actually haunted too. And they turned that into an attraction. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Uh, they have tricks and treats. Five, but you leave with the family like, of four. Oh, you know who was really scary? <laughs> that nurse. We don't have a nurse. Uh, the Halloween candy themed cocktail lounge. A fantastical world of sugar coated trickery. Sip on a candy themed cocktail and mingle with the jesters and clowns of the car. That's it says a it's a little alcohol poisoning. Oh, on, never hurt on. anybody. <laughs> you didn't say mingle now. now. That's that sounds like it might be worth the price. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here's the fun part about this, right? It says not scary for this and the uh, the funhouse, right? But all I'm thinking of is people are terrified of clowns. <laughs> so can't sleep, clown, and eat me. Exactly. Then they have take thirteen, which is it says it's an immersive walkthrough. You step back in time into the golden age of Hollywood glamour. The cameras never stop rolling. On the souls that roam this hall, and now they want you to be part of the show. Says it's not scary. Then they have the crypt. That sounds that like scary. it might be the scariest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crypt, that's the other haunted house that they have. The creatures of the crypt request your presence. Wade through the mist and into the lair of ancient clan of vampires. They've set the table, but watch your step. If you're not careful, you might end up next on the menu. So Are there ghosts that eat people? Okay, so just to just to recap here, the two things that are vampire themed are scary, but the two things that are clown themed are not scary. Let's keep that. In it, mind. it depends if we have sexy vampires or Nosferatu Gangrel style. I, I thought you said vampires. I mean, <sighs> is there, uh, they have a dance? I don't know about like this whole like clown thing being the safe zone because they they tried that with like i say safe zone because i'm so used to fucking horror nights um do you remember when they had halloween horror nights over at islands of adventure no i wasn't living in florida yet okay they had it over there one year and i think it was not worse in a bad way but i think it was worse over in islands of adventure i don't know why they ever moved it back to the studios Islands of Adventure is already themed towards everything, so everything blends in very nicely. And then they 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 were supposed to make like the Doctor Seuss zone a safe zone because uh, I, I guess legal reasons or whatever they couldn't get them to say yes for having scary things there. <clears throat> anyway, like the the actual owners of the of Zeus or whatever. Um, but anyway, they, they turned it into a scare uh, scare free zone and it's completely lit up, super bright, but you have clowns before and clowns after to get to that safe zone. And then being in a zone where there's no music playing, no scare, no there's like uh, all the lights are super bright and there's nobody there. So imagine walking into Zeus uh like Zeus Landing and it's 
it, it's quiet as fuck and everything's lit up. And it's it so quiet that you can hear the horror stuff happening nearby. You can hear screams from across the lake over there. Yeah, you can hear screams and terrifying music and chainsaws at, from a distance. To me, that was worse. Like, something's going to come out of this fucking bush. I don't trust it. I swear one of them star belly sneaks is going to come out here and get cut. But that was a wild year. They had um, a funhouse clown mirror thing like where you walked in there and it's it's literally just mirrors and clowns and uh things are like twirling and strobing so one minute like you'll literally see a clown it'll strobe of light you won't see anything because it's you know completely white and then the clown's gone and and then the floor is and then you had a seizure because of the flashing lights yeah i think somebody had a seizure so they stopped that but you know there are times when, like, shows, like, like, like watching the end of Dragon Ball. I, I spent half of an episode with my eyes closed because there was so much flashing lights happening. I was like, I'm not going to find out <laughs> I have epilepsy this way. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, so back to what I was saying. Uh, this is the Gargoyle Gardens featuring the skeleton crew. Looks like it's a dance party. And uh, I... Not gargoyles? Not the gargoyles from the titular gargoyles? No, I don't think they've got the rights in Philadelphia for that. Uh, Junkyard Jams. This is, uh, yeah, this is basically people turning a junkyard into a band thing. Banging on a trash can, drumming on a streetlight. Play it fucking on my banjo. Exactly. Yeah, here you go. Uh, the After Dark CB3 tour is a flashlight tour of Cell Block, cell block 3, the hospital block. It lo- it's, it's led by a guide, and it tells you the history of Eastern State. It says it's not scary. It's an extra $10. But you know what? I bet that's going to be the scary part the of the whole shit. thing. That's the yeah. real shit. <laughs> and then they have the Fair Chance Beer Garden, which is why I'm probably getting a hotel and an Uber that night. Uh... The Big Graph and Prisons Today, which is all about the justice system. The Voices of Eastern State Highlands Audio Tour is a 20-minute self-guided tour, but it's narrated by Steve Buscemi. So, you know, it's not scary, but Steve Buscemi's voice is going to be in your ears while you're doing this. You're out of your element, Donnie! And it was Owski. Kaleidoscope Hall is an immersive, says it's not scary, but it's another one of those shape-shifting, dazzling lights. Yeah, like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. And then they have S'mores and Lore, which is suspenseful. It's a storytelling projection show. Okay. And they tell you ghost stories while you have s'mores. A couple of those are actually kind of nice. Okay, and that's for the VIP access to get everything, plus the additional $10, it'll be $90. So for less than 100 bucks, which is what I would have spent to go to, I would have spent more than that to get to Horror Nights. You would have spent more of that to get in the door of Horror Nights. It's like 70-something dollars to get in the door, but you have to get the Express, which is like an additional $70. Because if you don't get the Express and you're only there for the one night, you're not doing everything. Guaranteed. And 
I think it's worth it to splurge on the Express Pass for Halloween Horror Nights because you never wait more than 15 minutes for a house. There's 10 houses. So if you wait two hours for one house, which will happen, especially during peak nights. I mean, Eric, you know. Yeah. It's only it's open from 6 to 2 a.m. So you just blew two whole hours just waiting in line for one house. It's not worth it. This is one of those shit house. It is 100 percent worth it to pay extra for special events, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I would not pay extra for like a normal day. So no, I wouldn't either. Disney or Universal. It's whatever. But for like their special events, fucking hands down. Hands for a down. special event, 100%, yes. And I have some friends that might be joining me for this, so I'm looking forward to that. And then in December, uh, I am going to plan the trip that I wanted to do last year, and that got canceled due to COVID. And while COVID was obviously still a thing, but travel restrictions aren't nearly as bad as they were. And I'm going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. Get another state knocked off the list. Uh, my friend Vivian lives in Cleveland or in an area right around Cleveland. So she's already said that she might join me there and also might uh, help me see some of the the nightlife that Cleveland has to offer. And I've reached out to two friends of mine to let them know what I was doing in case they wanted to make the trip. Uh, one of those was our friend Danny Jackpot, because he lives in Ohio. He lives in Dayton, which is the other side of Ohio, but he's definitely interested. He also said that there's a good chance there might be an indie show because there's a regular promotion that runs Cleveland. Yeah, AIW is around there. Yep, AIW, that's it. And I also reached out to the one of the fine gentlemen that you're currently listening to on this show. That would be me. I'm like, well, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric's about the same distance from Cleveland as I am. Roughly. How far is Cleveland from you? Roughly? I don't know. I've actually never like uh, normally when I go to Ohio, it's like to Toledo, really, which is not far. So no, Toledo's right over the border from Michigan. Yeah. But I'm not 100 percent sure where Cleveland is. I mean, I know it's way northeast. I don't know how far Cleveland is from me. Okay, but I think it's roughly the same distance as it would be for me. So like. Yeah, and it's it's thirty dollars to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or if you can prove that you're in a band. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'll, Shin, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> give me some credentials from all those people you've interviewed on Jay Bunny's Cub. Hook me up for giving. Did you, this, did you hear the story about like uh, guys, ROH guys trying to get into the Hall of Fame for free? Like Jimmy Jacobs and M Dog 20 and all of them? I believe it. Oh, and they're trying to get in for free. You think they're a band and they're like, they, they had, like, M Dog had this weird band he saw one night and like, they bring it, they brought the CD and they said that they're them, but they're there's like no picture of the band on there and like no, and they literally just show the YouTube video of the Ballad of Lacey and they let him in for free. <laughs> That's friggin' awesome. <laughs> it's just Jimmy Jacobs with the guitar 
singing about how much she's in love with Lacey. And it was even 10 years old then. My favorite thing about Jimmy Jacobs and Ring of Honor was his entrance music was just Lacey screeching. That yeah. was the entire entrance. It was just her screeching at the top of her lungs. And he'd come out to the ring in it and we would all start freaking out. And let's give a shout out to our, our friend over at the A-Show, Chris Decker. Because I think every Ring of Honor show I've ever been to, I went with him. Because he's how I got into Ring of Honor. And I remember he'd be standing there. He would always get as close to the barricade as he could. Because he wanted to be there to bang on the barricade and make all the noise and scream. And I'd just be like, Jimmy Jacobs! And, and everyone, I'm going to say some foul language right here. But I have to repeat this verbatim. Because this is what my buddy who hadn't yet broken into the business yet, so I'm giving him a pass because he was just screaming as a mark at the time. But this is what he used to scream to Jimmy Jacobs in his face. Jimmy Jacobs, cut your hair, you emo faggot. Oh, my God. Just at the top of his lungs. That was... uh, he, we had fun at those shows, though. They let you get away with everything. That was where we would chant, Joe is going to kill you when Samoa Joe would come out. But my favorite and was... You're going to get your fucking head cut in. Yeah. <laughs> When Brian Danielson would come out and we would chant, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. And then we would clap the, the same verse back. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Those shows were so much fun. And I just saw a video of uh, Tony Deppen, who I know from working shows in this area. Mm -hmm. Dan, you're probably familiar with that name now because he's been in Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, well, he was he was Travis Huckabee's tag partner. Yeah. Well, he just posted a video on his Instagram of him walking around with his tights pretty much pulled down all the way. So his ass is just hanging out. And of course, his opponent for that match is Danhausen. So it's oh. Danhausen reacting to the to the moment. Oh, he's going to get taken off the air. <laughs> no swearing. No swearhausen. My favorite thing is that Danhausen is just a giant Simpsons fan. And I can appreciate that. Is that what you appreciate about him? I do. We're going to get to that in a minute. But yeah, so Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is also on the agenda. And see, that'll be that'll be fun for me because I love my rock and roll music. But I mean, the Hall of Fame is basically just tons and tons of artifacts and collectibles and stuff from people. So I'm going to have a blast. Just yeah, the idea of like, what's even the in main there. Hall of Fame of anything it's a little lame, but it's the museum part that's the best. Because, like, right. you, I went to the Baseball Hall of Fame. The most boring part is where all the, the busts are and shit. That's the most boring part of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's it's cool to see who's in there and see their busts and everything. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, but that's just – it's a giant room, too. Like, you walk in, it's just busts all over the wall. But, yeah, but then the museum, you get to actually see everything. And they have that theater that's set up like the uh, the old-timey the old-timey baseball match. They got the old film reel going and everything. And they have like a theater where they just show baseball movies all day. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Eric, have you ever been to the Baseball Hall of Fame? Nope. I'm, I know uh, you're not like. I played baseball. I played a sport once. You did a, you I did did a sport? I, I did a sport. I, pl <laughs> I played soccer. I played basketball. Yeah, see, we, we, see, we're jocks. <laughs> We've all done a sport. I play Madden. Does that count? <laughs> I think play it 2K. Counts. <laughs> we're so jocks. I, I played Tecmo Super Bowl. Rules. 
Dude, I okay, so now that we're on the topic of sports, I'll have to share this story because I tried to learn hockey by playing video games, right? Because I feel like if I can play the video game, I may not grasp everything, but I'll learn the basic rules. And I kept getting offsides in hockey and I could not figure out what the fuck I was doing. And offsides in hockey is actually easy, especially compared to offsides in soccer. I still don't understand. I guess I can't pass past that line. Is that how that? Yep. That's all it is. You can't pass pass the blue line. So I yeah. So literally From behind the blue line, someone in front of in front of it. Yeah. I do not like I I like hockey, but I do not like hockey solely because of that fucking game. Because I didn't understand that one damn rule, and my friend wouldn't explain it to me, and I was already down to like. 12 points i had no idea what the so, fuck i was doing so so soccer's offsides is worse because is if you pass it to anybody on your team that is ahead of of, of the line of defenders that wait what yeah so you can't <laughs> pass so you can't literally you can't do a fast break in soccer because it's illegal so they can only pass backwards basically they can just pass back you can't pass ahead of the defenders Because there might actually be some scoring in soccer that way. <laughs> I got to imagine you abolish that rule. Soccer games end up being seven, eight points instead of one or two, one to three. I mean, yeah, I, I don't understand sports. And then I think at that point, they'll be like, well, you know, uh, uh, Roger Smith has broken all the records for goals in in a career. And he is uh, 26. Because we got rid of offsides, so instead of scoring a goal every two games, he's scoring five goals every every game. So. Dude, we're so jocks. <laughs> there, there's a, you know, a whole lot of people listening to us right now going, they don't understand simple rules. Well, they're really, they're like, Dan fucking nailed it. These other two dweebs. Yeah, I don't fucking know the rules. I I know in basketball you can pass whenever the fuck you want, really. Like <laughs> it's like there's there's no there there's no hey you can't pass past this line. Well, why the fuck not? That that explain to me why, because I don't get it. I don't understand why that. Because the game would be more exciting, but it would also completely destroy statistics. Evolve is all I'm saying. Evolve. You can imagine like all of Gretzky's records in hockey would be like broken by some 26 year old schmuck because offsides isn't a thing anymore. This guy's not even halfway through his career and he already has all the records. (laughs) So do you understand the rules now, bud? Fuck no, I don't. I just know traditions suck. <laughs> I'll keep watching the show you started watching. You'll learn all about hockey. Oh god, mm, suck by Mister Cocky. You know that's what so. I appreciate about Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, please, please tell us about your journey to a small town in Canada. Oh my! These are their problems. I, I. <laughs> watched the entire first season absolutely loved it 
I there was times where I was just like, okay, it's slow, it's whatever. But then there were other times where I was just dying of laughter because they, I there's something about their delivery. It's yeah. just something about their delivery. Yeah, no. Well, that one that ends with the St. Patrick's Day, the legendary. Mm, no, that's after season two. Okay. Where I think well, season where, one doesn't have a special episode, does it? Nope. First season doesn't. The uh, the only thing that like I I will admit that I was just kind of laughing to the point where it was hard to breathe was when they were talking about the guy who got his scrotum cut open, and then they just kept mentioning other parts. What's the vast efferons? <laughs> well, that's the that's the tube. That, yeah, they just so. So the joke is that that even though they're all friggin' hicks and they are, uh, they're actually intelligent people. That's actually the 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 idea behind the behind the show is that dude they're way smarter than you guys friggin' think they give them credit for. You know, I heard he fucked an ostrich. Allegedly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh that that <laughs> the ginger and boots. It takes the ginger more, and boots. It takes yeah. more than one person to fuck an ostrich. <laughs> oh, I heard it was a sick ostrich. <laughs> yeah. So the show is written by Jared Kiso, who plays Wayne, and Jacob Tierney, who plays the pastor Glenn. Those are actually the two guys behind the show. Oh really? Yep. So you can thank them for the brilliant delivery here. Check out my pretty girlfriend. Ain't she just the cutest thing? <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, you don't like girls, do you? <laughs> like, I think it's episode two or three where he's like eating the popsicle. Oh, yeah. And then he gets mm-hmm. the second popsicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the, the character that everyone knows he's gay, but him. <laughs> the thing is, it's such a quotable show, which is what kills me. And the cold opens only get better as the show goes on when they're like, you know, you were sitting with your pals the other day. And then they had just have something that was like has nothing to do with the episode. We're getting used to the uh, the first one, the first cold open on a new season. Those ones are always extra. Oh, yeah, they're they're rarely extra. But all the characters are fucking hysterical. And they just. It's about this. It's about the Hicks, the Skids, and the hockey players. So, what do you think of the hockey players, Riley and Jonesy, the Super Bros? They, I totally think they're gay for each other. One hundred percent. Sick, bro. That's sick, bro. Ferda. They get we'll snipe Sally boys. We'll snipe Sally boys. <laughs> Uh, I told you you were gonna, you were gonna like this show, dude. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's really good. Yeah, if you actually need to learn any uh, hockey vernacular, I can tell you. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Wheel snipe selling means to uh, skate fast, shoot hard, and then celebrate. <laughs> Wheel snipe selly. Erda is for the boys. For for, yeah, for the boys. Oh, and they're talking about crushing Sandos. They're, they're talking about eating sandwiches. Yeah, or Sammies, they call them. Oh my god, the uh, <laughs> Duck Duck Goose game that they did. 
<laughs> he just farts on him. <laughs> oh, that was sick, bro. Have you met the coach yet? Dude, the coach is uh, like I feel like one of my favorite characters right now. Mark Forward, he's he just, oh, he's so good. He just he's shows fucking up out of nowhere. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> uh such a good show. Uh so, I'm probably gonna watch season yeah, two so, tomorrow. <laughs> I ain't no reason to get excited. Yeah. You take your shirt off, but leave your sunglasses on. What sort of backwards fucking pageantry is that? <laughs> It's a hard life picking stones and pulling teats, but sure as God's got sandals, it beats fighting dudes with treasure trails. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I told you, there's every fucking line on this show is funny. I fucking hate you, too. However, I fucking hate him more. And I just found out he's ambidextrous. <laughs> um. Hey, Katie Cat. Couple of hockey players roll up to the produce stand the other day. <laughs> so the first episode is all about how Wayne his edge for fighting. Because he just got broken up with, yeah. Because he got broken up with by Angie, the whore. I have not uh, met yet. No, yeah, you haven't met Angie yet, but you'll know about Angie. Although yeah. she's not as ma- major as a character as you're going to want her to be. I don't think she shows up that much, right, Dan? Two or three times. Yeah. yeah, she will show up, though. So far, the only thing that I've actually seen of Angie was her name written down at the bar. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Oh, she, like, randomly shows up in, like, season three or four. And fucking Gail. Holy shit. Oh, Gail. That's that's Shannon's favorite character. Gail is just, like, <laughs> horny. Hey there, boys. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey there, Gellerts. Dude, yeah, Gail. Oh my god, I love Gail. She's such a hysterical character. I feel like Gail's on that meth. <laughs> the horny meth. But you got to see the super soft birthday, so you saw him fight uh Sled Ted and Radass, and then Joint Boy. Yeah. Joint Boy is like my fucking favorite too. During that fight when they all got uh, with the um... ah fuck, what's her name? That one girl. They all ganged up on her, and he li- he literally just took a break to smoke a few joints. Yup. <laughs> Have you met uh, the natives yet? No, natives aren't in season one. Uh, fart book. That's probably that was the third episode, which was just a bunch of fart jokes. Nothing really special there. Uh, Wingman Wayne. That's when Gil, they start. The, the Hicks are talking about their sexual dry spells. And Gail's like, you know, student, the students will be home for the summer there, boys. If you're on your game. You can cure that spring fever. So how come you don't need a belt, Wayne? Because we buy pants that fucking fit. <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> oh, and then Shorzy, who's the, the hockey player. You never see his face because it's Jared Kiso playing him, too. You'll see more of him, too. Dibs a dibs is a dibs there, buddy. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck Who you, Riley. Fucking rocket, boys. Who brought the fucking rocket, boys? Dibs on her digis. 
<laughs> Fuck you, I caught dibs on digis. <laughs> Dude, it is one of the most quotable shows ever created. You wish there was a Pied Piper for possums, but there isn't. So you're going to have to keep that picking off with a 22. Buckle up, because they're fucking ugly. Of course, that's not to say I have it all my damn self. <laughs> yeah, so you've 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 met you've met up most of the uh, important characters already. I know oh, okay. the the the, um, the re-election, <laughs> the election campaign, right? Yep. There's Murray's the election shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Mc, McMurray's a piece of shit. And then Bonnie McMurray, his sister. Oh, Bonnie McMurray. Yeah, you're in you're in for a fun ride. And dude, if you like season one, it gets way better. Like if you thought that shit was funny, buckle up because you're in for a ride. Oh, good. I thought it was going to start off slow. When you told me it started off slow, I was thinking like... The office slow, or not even the office slow, like Parks and Rec slow. Parks and Rec season one was fucking. It dragged. It was slow. So that's what I was expecting as shit. Yeah. But this was kind Which of. Which is funny because that's only like six episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just. Like oh, I think no, dude. I'm still trying to figure things out, you know? No, dude. Letter Kenny starts off slow. It gets as in, better. As in the first episode. <laughs> No, it's it's the first season isn't even as good as the next two. If you th- if you like the first season, it gets even better. Yeah, because then you're gonna meet the natives, and you're gonna start digging into the coaches, the coaches, uh, his ex-wife or his dead wife, and his obsession with her. More Gaylert. Ah, uh, yeah, it gets better. It gets better. So. You're on the letter, Kenny Trainer. Nice. Oh yeah, Uncle Eddie's trust. That's one of the oh, that's one of the great ones. <laughs> Where they're all doing the pitches. Mm-hmm. And then there's this Bonnie McMurray. Oh yeah, because she's like she's treating it like it's an, an interview. <laughs> Bonnie, would you mind stepping out of the way, please? Like it's they're doing Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like the host of the show. All right, so Letter Kenny train full throttle. Dan. Yeah. How are you doing on Game of Thrones? I am on ep- uh, episode seven of season Ooh. one. Okay. So the, so the last thing I remember happening is good old Ned Stark has decided to pretty much commit complete war. With those goddamn Lannisters. All right, so you finished episode seven, or you're about no, to start episode I'm seven? Starting episode seven. Okay, so you've watched the first six. So let's catch up to where Dan is here. So where last time we left him, uh, Bran fell out a window. Yes. So whoa, let's whoa, whoa, let's whoa, go whoa, back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bran did not fall out a window. Bran was put- sure he, he was always so he was always so sure-footed. Him. He was always so sure-footed. Yeah. <laughs> so. In episode two, which is the King's Road. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get the tension between Jorah and Viserys. And this is where Jorah tells him, yeah, I was exiled because I sold poachers into slavery. Viser- Viserys is like, yeah, well, I just want control of Drogaza. Good luck with that. Yeah. By the way, I'm at the point where he's dead. 
Yes, we'll, we'll get to that. I want to cover all the stuff here. <laughs> Such a good death. Yeah, that's the, the first uh, uh, character death where I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, of course, um, in episode two, you also get the scene where uh, where where every time Khal Drogo comes in, he just basically thrusts her down to have his way with her. She's like, no, no, no. I want you to make love to me from the front and look me in the oh, eye when you yeah, do I it. I want to see it, yeah. That was the cool thing with her getting with like with her handmaidens, and she finds the one that's the hottest and fucks the best, and is like, "Teach me to fuck." So Brand's in his coma right now, and of course, uh, yes, in episode two, yes. This is Tyrion gives Joffrey the little slap, and we get a little more He's roughness. With slaps. He's like, "You, what you need to do is you need to go to." Lady Stark and thank her for her hospitality and everything. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, dude, these are the things you do. You piece of shit. He got to see Arya start training with her sword. <clears throat> yes, yeah, she got the sword. And then a couple episodes later, she started uh, training. Once she got to King's Landing. Yeah. Caitlin is heading to King's Landing to warn Ned in episode two because somebody tries to assassinate Bran and they discover it's blonde hair. So obviously it's a Lannister. Oh, yeah. She finds the blonde hair in the old watchtower. Yeah. And then John gets to the wall in the second episode and Tyrion's like, you know, the Night's Watch used to be great, but now it's all a bunch of assholes. He's like, they get... Most of their people at the different cities, dungeons, and they go, well, you can either uh, get your arm cut off or join the watch. What you want to do? And then Arya's dire wolf bites Joffrey. But she sends Nymeria away, so Nymeria is safe. So unfortunately, Lady has to pay the price. Because she's a dumb bitch liar. And you also met the Hound because he kills he kills Arya's friend. The Hound is a the Hound is going to be an interesting character to follow his journey. He's also uh, he's also one of two characters on the show who loves the C word. I don't know if you've met the other one yet. I have to go through the episodes to see where you are. Uh, Lord. Yeah, Lord Snow is episode three, so this was... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, one of Danny's Blood Riders almost kills Viserys. And that's when they're like, Danny's pregnant. This is, this is when she, during that episode, is when she learns that she's pretty much as powerful as Drogo is himself. Basically, yeah. Because she literally just says, hey, let's stop, and they all just fucking stop. Uh, Bran wakes up and they're like, you're never going to walk again. He's like, boy, I wish I were dead. It's like you get to go through the series in a wheelchair now. The lazy bastard. Yeah, but later Tyrion shows up and he's like, I have blueprints for a way for you to ride a horse. <laughs> yep. Hodor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's Hodor. Oh, yeah. The first time you meet him, he's naked. <laughs> There's Hodor. Oh, good. Yeah, he's there. Yep, he's there. So I watched like a good chunk of the cast play D&D. And that guy is like a large Welsh homosexual. 
<laughs> you mean I got the part? What's my lines? Oh, well. <laughs> just say your name. <laughs> just say your name. Over. Got a Pokemon? Is this a Pokemon show? HBO's got Pokemon? You met you met Benjen, because Benjen goes north of the wall. He won't take John with him. And then Sir Alistair is, of course, berating him. And he's just like, well, if you want to go north of the wall, you got to earn it. So John's like, well, I'm pretty freaking good with a sword, so I'm going to train more people. And they're like, Tyrion, yeah, I need more much, men. Pretty much it's all on him to pretty much get everyone else good. Yes. Because he, like, he learns pretty quickly that, like, yeah. Like that guy, he stole some bread for his sister. It was lose your arm or join the watch. So like none of these guys have maybe not not even held a sword before, let alone swung it correctly. Which, by the way, is a terrible recruiting process. Because like, had John not been there, they would have been fucked. They were they're, they're going to be fucked regardless. But like, come on, what are you defending with a guy who just steals bread? It's even in the story. It's like he stole bread to save his starving sister. And it's like, it was, he was either going to lose his arm or yep. going to watch. Like, and then uh, watch. the King's Landing deal. You you learn in episode three that Jamie Lannister killed the Mad King, Aerys Targaryen. Yes. That's Danny and Viserys' father. Kingslayer. And he's the Kingslayer. But he also broke his oath as part of the Kingsguard, and Ned has an issue with that because Ned is a man of honor. Even though he was technically right because he's called the Mad King for a fucking reason. Exactly. And he gets to join the small council. You meet some very important characters here. You meet Lord Renly Baratheon. That's one of Robert's brothers. I believe he's the youngest brother, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, You meet Lord Varys. He's the monk who also is one of the many castrated characters on the show. Yep. Uh, Grand Maester Pycelle, who's been in everything. That's, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. He's General Veers, he's Aragog. He's lots of stuff. And here he's just an old man. And you also meet Littlefinger. Yes. Lord Baelish. Why are they calling you Littlefinger? And he tells yeah. some stupid story about, oh, I was really small growing up, and I lived in a town called Bubba Buffinger. Really yep, smart. yeah, but he runs a brothel. And I'm like, yeah, that can't be why he's called Bubba Finger. No, he runs a brothel. <laughs> he's like, fucks bitches with his pinky or something. Although I really like him, so I'm waiting for the part where he becomes a total douchebag. That's that's That, that was that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you see him on screen that's that was it it happened already cool so i freaking like that guy <laughs> yep and you know and he's like well who tried to kill bran and Littlefinger's like well this dagger was once mine but uh i lost it to Tyrion. And ned's like all right well i'm gonna team up with you to figure out figure this out and then he's like be nice be nice sansa you and joffrey are gonna get married someday And Arya's like, I'm going to learn to be a sword fighter. That's great. Sans was fucking so indoctrinated into this kingly bullshit. She actually likes the guy and, wa- and wants to please him. Yes. And he's already just a full scumbag, dude. 
right, so episode four, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things. So, of course, this is Ned going like, so, what exactly happened to John Aaron? I mean, he was Hand of the King, right? So he goes to... Oh, I also Grand look at episode two when he realizes, so we're like eight million in debt. We just keep on borrowing money. From the oh, letters. yeah. Just keep borrowing money. Oh, Julian Glover is the actor. Okay. Grandmaster. Oh, yes. Julian Glover. He's great. Character actor. Yep. He's yep. one of the best. He's a great bad guy. <laughs> one of the best Doctor Who bad guys. One of the best. Yep. Wins the Battle uh, of Hoth. <laughs> so this is important. You learn... John Aaron's last words were the seed is strong. He was researching the houses of the seven kingdoms. Somebody murdered him. Yeah. And then we find his fucking wife and that that seed is not strong. <laughs> you meet Gendry. That's a one of the bastards of Robert Baratheon. He's got bastards all over the place because, you know, he's a king. So he fucks. He's yeah. Everyone has his kid except for his actual legal wife irony <laughs> yep she and he's like well brother's kids and ned's like all right well this is no problem uh i'll that was the former squire but nope he's in a jousting tournament with the mountain and he gets <clears throat> yeah like right in the throat <laughs> yeah i remember you were like well that's one way to die <laughs> that's it that's also when little fingers telling the girls the story of the hound and the mountain Yep. It was like one day he just got mad at his brother and just threw his face into a fire. Why the hound is super scarred. Which you, know is who the, you know who the hound is, right? Oh. Oh, do you not know who the hound is? Uh, the He's the actor from Hot Fuzz who goes Yarp. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the hound. Yeah. He doesn't say much so far, so. Uh, he will. He likes the C word. Except for, so. except for the, the gay guy is like, you saved my life, sir. He's like, oh, sir. <laughs> Save my life, sir. So, of course, you meet uh, the Kalisar from Khal Drago. And Danny's fighting against her brother. And she's just like, yeah, you would make a really shitty king. Serious. Yeah, she's like very quickly was like, all right, like, dude, calm down. Realize, oh, you also, that, realize I can get you killed at any second, and at this point, I'm willing to do it pretty soon. Oh, that's right. You also met you met Samuel Tarley in this episode. In this, yeah, because they he's the they're like, yep, here comes this this fat guy. He's scared. He's clumsy. He's friggin' worthless. And then John stands up for him, and that's how this is where where one of the memes was like everybody Sam. Whether it's Frodo or it's Jon Snow, you need a Sam. You they have that great Sam. moment when they're cleaning up. And they're talking about, like, so you haven't had sex? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, I'm very much like you. And like, did you even get an opportunity? It's like, yeah, it's a beautiful redhead woman. Huge tits. And he's like, well, you couldn't figure out where to put it? And he's like, no. I like didn't realize I know nothing about my mother. My mother could be one of these whores. And then he's just like, oh, wow. So you didn't know where to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Like He has this big mental breakdown. And what does this dude go? He goes straight into best friend status and buries him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. You, you, get, you get another moment of importance here. Rob is a little cold towards Tyrion because of the whole Lannister suspicion thing. But after he does the the saddle stuff, he taunts Theon Greyjoy because they tried a rebellion against King Robert and they failed. And that's going to be very important for Theon Greyjoy's character. So yeah, keep why that is one everyone fucking with Greyjoy? Yeah, well, I could probably bring an end to your entire family if you piss him off. Like currently, he's like your most loyal guy and one of your best hands. And you just keep fucking with him. And that's when the end of this episode is when Tyrion gets captured by Caitlin Stark. All right, so we'll move on to Wolf and the Lion. That's episode. That one was really five. cool because he like walks into the pub, and then she like just starts telling everybody that, "Oh, I recognize your class because your family's great." And doesn't your family love my family? <laughs> okay, well then, uh, capture this guy. And you're like, "Oh shit, dude!" Up. So in the fifth episode, this is when you get. Uh, yeah, the mountains of the moon of the veil with Tyrion. And they get attacked by the barbarians. And Tyrion saves the day. Yeah, with, then, with the shield, Captain America. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you met. So you met Lysa Aaron and Robin, who is still being breastfed despite being eight years old. Yep. Yeah, and the sea is strong, apparently. Nah, not really. And the sky cell where they've got the door where they just drop you off the mountain. Yep. The moon I want door. to see the little one fly! Which is still a badass fucking door. That is, I mean, but, like, what do you do when you live on a cliff, right? Like, hello. <laughs> you just yeet them off the cliff. No, thank you. Yeah. So you saw Theon get upset because one of the prostitutes taunted him. And you saw that Maester Lewin is teaching... Bran had to do archery on horseback. And then, of course, the King's Landing part in this episode, which is, hey, Robert, don't join the tournament because the friggin mountain just went apeshit and he's going after Loras Ty Tyrell. <laughs> he freaking just chops the head of the horse off. Yep. <laughs> and, and then, then the kill everybody and then the hound has to come down and save him. Yep. And that's when he thanks him and calls him sir. He's like, oh, no, sir. Like, okay. And then Varys, that damn monk, he's like, you know what? John Aaron was killed by a poison called Tears of... And I think it was that, that Hugh that did it. And so it's like, yeah, okay, that you know that's bullshit, but okay. And then, of course, Ar Arya is chasing a cat. Just like yeah, I would have done. It's part of her training, was to catch the cat. But she ends up in places she shouldn't, shouldn't have been. Yep, so she's hearing stuff she's not supposed to hear. Someone's trying to overthrow the damn throne, and Varys is behind it. And then they get the news that Daenerys Targaryen is pregnant, and she's got an alliance with the Dothraki. Robert's like, all right, well then, everybody's got to die. He's got to die. And he freaking quits. And Ned's like, nope, I'm out. And quitting was probably the worst thing he did. And then that's when you see that Renly and Loris are lovers. And that's when Loris is like, you know, you should be the king. 
Then I'm going to suck your dick. And and he does. <laughs> I'm going to shave your chest and suck your dick. And Littlefinger's like, hey, Ned, you know what uh, John Aaron was doing? He was looking for all of Robert's bastards. And then Jamie Lannister's like, hey, so Tyrion got arrested. And all of Ned's guards get killed, including the captain. The, 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 big, the big guy. He's actually winning the fight, but then he just grabs a dagger and stabs him right in the eye. Yep. And you're like, shit, dude. And then Jamie's like, you know what? You can live because I want my brother back. Oh, because the one guy hits him in the freaking calf with the beer. Yep. So he kills that guy. And then we'll talk about the last episode that you watched, which is the Golden Crown. So yep. that's Brands having dreams about a three eyed raven. That's going to be important. Keep that in mind. Yeah, the ravens happened a few times. And then that's when he gets attacked by the wildlings. Rob and Theon save him, and only one survivor makes it, and that's Osha. I'm sure you recognized her right away. Yeah, don't call her an infidora. Yep. Don't call her. My name is not Nymphadora. Except for it is. Uh, except for it totally is. Yep. So she's there. So, of course, Tyrion convinces Lisa Aaron to convey a court. And he's mockingly confessing to all these misdeeds, but he doesn't say anything about John Aaron or Bran. And he's like, how about it? Yep. He's like, how about a trial by combat? And that's when Bronn steps in. Defeats Lysa Aaron's champion and Tyrion goes free with Bronn. Yep. Bronn is one of the best characters that you're going to meet. He is the king of one liners. He is one of the funniest characters throughout the show is Braun. Yeah. So Braun of the Blackwater. He's another one. He loves his C word. Loves it, loves it, loves it. But he gets him and the Hound are going to be have the best one liners on the show. They are easily the, the comedic characters. So whenever Braun and the Hound are speaking, odds are you're going to find something funny there. It's It's not even that they're like trying to be funny. They just happen to be like the most realistic reactions that you would have at those given moments. <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Braun is played by Jerome Flynn, who dated um, Lena Headey. And their breakup was so bad that they're contractually obliged to never share a scene together. So, anytime there's a chance that they're gonna be on camera together, there's a convenient thing that happens where one of them has to leave. You'll see what I mean down the line. But yeah, that's a that's a real thing that they had written in there. So, of course. uh, Cersei is accusing Ned of kidnapping Tyrion. And Robert's like, Ned, I can't rule if the Lannisters and Starks are at wall. So. Ned's like, all right, I'll just stay here. And Robert's like, I'm going hunting. So Arya's learning her stuff. Sansa gets an apology and a necklace from Prince Joffrey. Yep. Although Cersei forced him to do that, but. Yeah, because he's a dumb, dumb fuck. 
It's almost as if he's the product of incest. Almost like it, yep. So, of course, here's the mountain just slaughtering people. And they're like, well, this is revenge. So he sends Beric Dondarrion to arrest the mountain and summon Tywin Lannister, the... uh, He has a fortnight to get to King's Landing. Yep. And stay in trial. Tywin is Charles Dance. That's the father of Jamie, Cersei, and Tyrion. And he's like, I don't want war with the Lannisters. So he's like, Arian Sansa, I need you to go. And Sansa's like, but I want to have golden-haired babies with Joffrey. <laughs> and Ned's just like, you know what? That's a good clue. I'm going back to investigating the Yeah, he goes back and he's like reading the history of the families and he's like, blah, 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 Baratheon, black hair, black hair, black, black hair, hair, black hair, black hair. He's like, Joffrey ain't Robert's son. Well, you didn't need Maury for that. <laughs> Murray, Murray, I'm 1000% sure I'm not the daddy. <laughs> and then, of course, the big thing is the dragon egg yeah. and the golden crown. The dragon egg where she grabs, she puts it in the fire and she grabs it and nothing happens. And then the hand is like, what are you doing? And she gets burnt. Yep. But the Khaleesi did not get burnt because she is the mother of dragons. The mother of dragons. And then when Viserys threatens his sister, Khal Drago gives him a crown fit oh, for Oh, I love king. it because he like gives this whole speech and it's all in his tongue. And she freaking, like, the, the dude's going to say what he said. And he's like, she's like, no. He said, yeah, you'll get what you want. You'll get a crown of gold. And he kicks off the thing. With the food in it, and they just put a freaking bunch of like gold bangles in there and melt it down, and I'm like, oh shit. Yep, and they just dump it on his head and kill him with it. With molten gold. And I'm just like, hell yeah, that's like the first like fuck yeah death so far. <laughs> there there will be more. <clears throat> and that's when Danny says, He was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. So that's where you are, Dan. Right. So Eric's liking Letter Kenny. Dan's liking Game of Thrones. I'm giddy right now. This is like, uh, dude. I'm gonna have so many. Like, I still have so many theories on what's actually going to happen in Game of Thrones. Like, I know that the show is over, but the show ended. Like, but it's also not over. Yeah, yeah because the books are still coming through. Um, there are characters on the show who are who died. That are still alive in the books. I won't say any names because I don't want to spoil anything for Dan. Although, you know what? It's funny because if the whole gimmick was always that like, oh, you don't get used to the characters because they're going to die. But at the uh there are a lot of characters who don't die. So, you know, <laughs> like not oh, all that bad. That's odd. Why did you keep that one but lose this one? <laughs> one thing I was warned about when I watched the show and it is true there are characters who die that you don't see it coming at all like all of a sudden something happens in the episode and the character is dead you're like holy shit okay so I guess this is what we're doing and sometimes, like in Lost with Michelle Rodriguez just gets shot out of nowhere some, yeah. sometimes it's like really out of the blue like it's not something major that happens it's like 
I'm not gonna say what, but like there there's just a scene like really the he, he was so important and that's how you killed him off. And then some you uh, get like that's really important or a, a, a story like but that's my go to because it's like one of the only things I saw in Lost was because I had known like she's she has to go do a prison thing, so they're writing her off a Lost. So I like I watched the last ten minutes of that episode just because I was like whatever whatever, and she's just having like a nice conversation with somebody, and all of a sudden she gets shot. Yeah, and <laughs> just like and she's dead, and you're like holy shit. Like, that's just it? Like, yep. And the funniest thing about that is that she went to prison, got processed, and then immediately released. She did not need to have to get killed off that show. Too late. (laughs) There ain't no Dragon Balls on that show. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of which... Well, we'll get to that in a minute here. We have reached... we're, We're over an hour into the program now. So this is where we're going to do the entertainment challenge. Oh, we're doing that. That old chestnut. I always try to throw it in around this part of the show here. So saw this on Twitter. And let me pull up the example that I saw. You are going to ruin a band with one letter change. Uh, This this is one of the classics. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice and easy one. Right. Um, Let me pull up the example that they had. Cause so like add a letter, switch a letter, take out a letter. Uh, well, for this game, it was only supposed to be change a letter. Just change a letter. Okay. Just change a letter. Uh, there may or may not be t- two entries that don't do that. Ah, yes. The example was Pink Flood. So the uh, take the Y out. Okay. <laughs> So here's the thing. It says to ruin a band with one letter. Now, the idea I thought was to change one letter, but two entries did just add a letter. So oh, I'm going to let what you does, guys. What does the initial thing say? Like Lincoln. Parks? I just told you what it says. I just said told you what it says. It says ruin a band name with one letter, but it doesn't well, necessarily I, say I would how. count removing a letter or adding a letter. Okay. Okay. So you ready for some entries? You ready for some entries? Yeah, let's go for it. Our first our first entry comes from friend of the show, podcast co-host and patron Jeff Trelowitz. And his band is Queef. I like it. Point. It's funny. That would that would actually ruin that. I don't know. They were so good, though. And it, it honestly, it wouldn't matter what they were called. Their music was fucking awesome. But yeah, <laughs> how would Freddie Mercury feel about this? <laughs> He'd laugh. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say something pretty mean, but it also would have been funny. Well, now you have to say it. Uh, it a gay joke a, or an age yeah, joke? It, it's a it's a gay <laughs> joke. If he could take a dick, he could take a joke. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic line, though. Yeah. Like, see, I, I almost went worse with that. When you said a gay joke or AIDS joke, I was about to say, what's the difference? Oh, wow. <laughs> see, wow. I can go yeah. like a nature <laughs> metaphor or a sex metaphor. <laughs> We're going for dark here. Guys, we have dark senses of humor. Like, 
If you're easily offended, don't listen to this show. That's one of my favorite moments with the with, with the Robert California. Well, Jim, would you like a nature metaphor or a sex metaphor? Nature metaphor. Oh, these two deers are having sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same picture. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, what's your vote on Queen? That's, That's a point. Okay. It's a point for me as well. All right. Jeff gets three points. Next entry, this hen has a letter added, to, but we'll see how this goes. It's from friend of the show, patron, podcast co-host, Matt Hardman, and it's The Grateful Dread. Apparently, Grateful was spelled wrong, according to this document. Uh, grateful is spelled differently. It's G-R-A-T-E. Yes. Yep, that's how it's spelled in the band. Well, he did not spell it that way. Oh, he spelled it G-R-E-A-T? Yep. So he switched two letters. Actually, three letters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to do it because it's it's semi-esoteric how they spelled it. Um, Focus on the joke. I don't know if that, like, I think it's funny. Addition of the R. Well, I don't know if it would change any of my feelings about, about the band. Like, well, the band uh, aside, it reminds me of like Judge Dread. Okay, which is also spelled differently. Yeah, <laughs> but just the word, you know. Um, I don't know. I didn't laugh, so I haven't gonna have to say no. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, are we going? Are we going for funny? I'm going for arbitrary funny. rule or not. I didn't actually think it was funny, so I'm not giving it a point. Yeah, I don't think it's funny. I think, although I, I, I do think it's, it does the thing. I guess it does it, and it does it well. I just, I it did not entertain me. All right, Dan, you're the last. You're the last vote here. Hmm. Well spoken. Huh. Well, since, right. it's, since it's two of you, give it nothing. I'll give it one so it gets one. There you go. All right. All right. Next entry comes from friend of mine going back to our days at Disaster. She was eventually a. She was. What the hell were they? They were team leads. So she was a status leader. Got to remember my terminology for Universal. But she eventually did become a supervisor. Christy. Christy's entry is Guns and Noses. <laughs> that just cracks me up in the general. Guns and thing. Noses, a tribute to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I like it. Oh, <laughs> my God. All right, sorry. I'm going bitch. dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, well, Eric gets a point from me. <laughs> No, that's that's a point for me. That I thought that was. Yeah, that's a point for me. Yeah, that's like a different. I mean, yeah, that's okay. If we're being honest here, the noses thing could go for a lot of from that. There's a lot of candy. There's a lot of stuff going up those noses. Okay, this is from one of our patrons, one of our Among Us players. His name is Robert, or you may know him as Not Rob. 
and his entry are the Poo Fighters. Mr. Hanky, son of a bitch. And thank you, thankful for the Poo Fighters. Gross. I give it a point. That's disgusting. I'm also giving it a point. I think would you listen to a band called the Poo Fighters, even if you knew who was in the band? No. God, no. We all listen to the Butthole Surfers. I don't listen to Butthole Surfers. They're listen, not good. <laughs> you can't say that you wouldn't listen to them if they were called the Poo Fighters, when we're pretty sure that all three of us had owned the chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, have you know. I have never owned a single Limp Biscuit album. I did not own that album. Uh-huh. It was given to me on a burned <laughs> CD. Okay. Well, you Do remember you burned CDs? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I never even had that. And I guess the world probably thinks I'm the biggest Limp Biscuit fan in the world. Because I've what? never owned any of their CDs. <laughs> you turned never- that into your own gimmick. But you also embraced it as just being a thing. It's like when everyone in middle school thought all I watched was Beavis and Butthead all day when I hadn't watched a single episode. There you go. I learned it from you. (laughs) And I give a point to the Pooh Fighters. All right. Three points. Next entry comes from Patron, friend of the show. One of our Among Us players, Randy Moyer, with the public enema. Another butt joke. Hit <laughs> butts. But in public. That's the best time to have butt jokes. The best time to have your enemas in public? So if someone shove a... Oh, up your ass? Hey, I don't kink shame, okay? Whatever makes you happy, go for it. Oh, I will kink shame eventually. Point. Nah. It's funny. No kink shame. Can you imagine you, you see them, you see those guys roll up and we're the public anima? Public anima number one, yeah! Fuck the police! Straight out of your ass <laughs> with some hot water. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's a point for me for Public Enema. Yeah. We're all in agreement on I that. I would one. not have watched that biopic. <laughs> all right. Our friend of the show. Chris Wright steps up here. Our large African-American fan friend who embraces that, by the way. That's his thing. He's a large man. He's like six foot nine. Legit. Nice. I know, right? Nice. Nice. Chris is, Chris is a good friend. He's a good brother. His entry. <laughs> God damn it. Dickleback. Would that improve? <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Earmark that Look one for this me. Photograph. It's a dick pic and it'll make you laugh. Dude, Chad Kroger, just put it away, man. Put that shit away. And they say that a penis can save us. Oh, dude. 
It's it literally. No, I, I, I don't hate on Nickelback songs where they put dicks in there <laughs> somewhere. I don't hey, mind. Hey, I want to be a porn star. Because at least there's Josie Scott and like the drummer from, um, the fucking band. You know what? Fuck it. Hot take. Nickelback's actually not a bad band at all. The only reason any of you think it's a bad band is because the internet told you to say that. Form your own goddamn opinion. None of you actually had an opinion of Nickelback till the internet told you you were supposed to hate And I was like, eh. No, that's fine. If you're eh, that's one thing. But nobody outright hated Nickelback until the internet decided that was the thing. Everybody who claims they hate Nickelback's a fucking poser. Your opinion is either you like them or you're indifferent to them. Don't even start. Don't even friggin' at me. But that's a point for Dickelback. I mean, I'd and be more earmark in from story, Eric in the story of the name than the actual name of their thing. <laughs> yeah, right. They worked. They all worked at the same coffee shop, and like the most, the 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 most ordered coffee was like blah blah blah, and like forty five cents. And yep. so they always had to give people their nickel back. It was a buck fifty. Buck fifty with the change. Yep. Nickelback. I made a ten dollar tip the other day. You're not even a must tip industry. Nope, but I got a tip. Some people tip their notaries. Is it just a tip? Well, you know what? I would think. I mean, you it was what? Alexander okay. Hamilton. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, maybe you should tip your notaries because Chris told me that he could only charge six dollars. If he charges one cent more, he'll go to jail. <laughs> uh, you're actually wrong. <laughs> it's actually five dollars. So if I'm charging you six, that's already illegal. That's set by the state of Pennsylvania. Sorry, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If he charges even a cent more, he will lose his license and go to jail. Uh, no, I will not go to jail for that. They were no, but there's set prices that you can charge. The state, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, has <laughs> it set in stone. Yeah, we're a Commonwealth. There's four of them in the country. One's Illinois, and I don't remember what the other two. Well, it could be like uh, what is it, Rhode Island and Providence plantations. Yeah, really. Yeah, so they set the thing. They're like fees for notary is five dollars. That's it's set by the state because you have to. You're you're officially doing something legal, so legally you have to be paid for your service. But it has to be something basic that anyone. They're not going to do it. Yeah. Right? They they're not. You can't price gouge on it. Now I can. I'm free to set my own administration fee. So, like, let's say that I, somebody came to me in, during my personal time and wanted me to like notarize something for them. I can charge them the five dollars for the notary, and then I can charge additional money if, like, I had to travel to them, right? And I could be like, okay, fine, but it's also going to be an additional ten dollars because I came to you i drove out to you to notarize this document i'm allowed to do that legally but absolutely no can i not charge them more for the actual note but it's also five dollars a stamp so if i have to place multiple stamps you have to pay for each stamp there are a lot of documents that require two stamps well that's where that alexander hamilton comes into play again all right so three points to chris wright and an earmark from Eric for Dickelback. 
Okay, our ne- oh my fucking god. Okay. <clears throat> our next entry from our our patron friend of the show, Brian Leon. I don't even know if he hates that anymore. I think he's adapt adopted to it. Uh Brian Leon <laughs> and he plays as a uh, Man Kibis with them us and among us. And he writes OMG, so please don't ban me for this one. <laughs> That's a strange name of a man. And his entry is <laughs> Huey Lewis and the Jews. Oh my God. By <laughs> uh, George, I think we got ourselves a winner. <laughs> I wonder how many of them are Jewish. I don't know, but I fucking have tears in my eyes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, that's an earmark for me. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Okay, that's three that's earmarks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good God. Okay. But yeah, you're also banned. <laughs> he is not. I overrule. All right. It's one to one, Eric. Is Brian banned? <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, we're all... I literally just talked about Kurt Cobain a little while ago, so... <laughs> We're going way off the rails right now. Okay. Yeah. We, have, we have three more entries. Uh, friend of the show, patron, Among Us player, and also podcast host, Jay Winger with Cootie and the Blowfish. Jeez. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. At least we know what the Blowfish are blowing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a point for me. That's a point for me. Yep. All right. Uh, from our good friend Miranda, say hi. Say hi, Eric. What's up, Miranda? She's been a loyal listener. She got her girlfriend to start listening. She's provided some of the best feedback we've ever gotten on the show. How oh, we did a we did an entire segment of an episode dedicated to an email she because she was like, "Hey, so I just caught up on like twenty episodes. Here's some feedback." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> well, let's do this." Nah, we, we love Miranda. Miranda's awesome. Uh, hers is the Trolling Stone. Wow. <laughs> Would that just be all memes? <laughs> oh my god, that freaking thing. It's literally just, their entire album is just Rick Roll. <laughs> you start playing something else and then all of a sudden it goes into... Never going to give you up. Yep. Please allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> We're no strangers to love. <laughs> you know what I miss? That's I miss the original Rage comic memes. You mean like the 7F14U? <laughs> Troll face. And... The F yeah one. Oh, those the, the Rage comic guys are the best. That's OG stuff. Yeah. Well, I get I give that a point. Yeah, same. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. And that leaves us with our final entry from Hannah. And this is an add a letter with the Beagles. Fucking hate the Beagles, man. What? How 
dare you, sir? <laughs> hey, you're, you guys are in my tournament group. When we were doing the dog tournament, the one that Snoopy actually won, there were some pissed off people about that. They're like, Snoopy sucks. He's overrated. I was like, well, shit. Or okay. is this just them swapping the G and the T with the Beatles? Ooh. I didn't think about that. Because Eagles has no the. It's one of the things that they're very particular about. Then maybe this is Beatles. I see. I thought it was Eagles. Well, son of a bitch. You know what? It's still funny either way. She got two bands with one word. Double points. <laughs> she fucked She fucked two <laughs> bands at once. Oh god. We're not starting that rumor, are we? Oh yeah, we are. Thirsty <laughs> you know Nanner strikes again. That's at least a two that's at least a two woman job. <laughs> I heard yeah. Hannah in boots. <laughs> it was it was Hannah and her friend Nicole. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well I heard it was I heard it was <laughs> two sick bands. <laughs> I mean, she's she's actually been on a, a social media fire lately with the uh the picture in the the chucky toy box where she has like the nice picture and then the really shitty one and she posted them side by side she's like what you ordered versus what you actually got <laughs> i was like that's fucking clever as hell uh we love hannah My favorite thing about Hannah is I, I I would be afraid to be left alone with her if she's in a vengeful mood, because what I've learned from Among Us is she's really good at murdering and lying about it. Is any, does anybody even know where Eric's body is? And it turns out that Hannah killed Eric. She knows exactly where the body is. Ah, oh boy. I was cursed. We love you, Hannah. We love you, Hannah. Hopefully she'll be able to join us via Extra Life stream this year. She'll be one of the players. So points to Hannah. By the way, that reminds me. um, I actually want to give a shout out right now. It's going to be really funny because we've had so many uh, off kilter topics and words on this show thus far. But I found out that my friend's son, Jedi is a fan of our show. And Jedi is 11 years old. Oh. Oh. And he actually wants to play on the charity stream for Among Us. And the first thing I asked his mom, Lisa, hey, Lisa, if you're listening to this, first thing I asked her was, uh, so just so you know, we don't exactly. She goes, oh, don't worry. He plays games online all the time. He's I'm like, well, if he's played Call of Duty. He's heard worse than things that we've ever said. So it's just like, does he own an Xbox? He does. He's fine. Come, come on. Yeah. In. yeah for, that's right, basically what the others up, so. Yeah. So Lisa's probably, they probably said horrible things about you. Lisa. But I Jenna don't know actually, the idea that an 11 year old is listening to our show. I feel terrible. I don't. I, I'm grateful for it. I mean, honestly, when I was 11, I probably would have listened to something like this. So, yeah, it makes sense. When I was 11, I friggin' watched South Park, right? So, yeah. When I was 11, South Park didn't exist for another two, three years. 
When did South Park? Well, how old was I when South Park came out? Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. You might have been 11. No, you, no. You might have been 11. No, I would have been 11 and 85. South Park came out when I was 13. All right. You know what I was watching, though? Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and I Butthead wasn't, is not but a- everyone thought I was. I was watching Beavis and Butthead. I was watching The Simpsons. I watched all kinds of adult stuff. What are you guys watching, man? I was watching Barney and Care Bears and Fragment. When you were 11? Dude, when all those like no, for- formational kids shows started coming out, I was too late for me. So yeah, like- Blue's Clues was after our generation, but Steve is still the man. Yeah. Oh, Steve told me. There's a Steve told me. Steve told me I'm doing great. Okay, so I don't want to hear shit from anybody. He says you're looking good, and he's proud of you. And you know what? Fuck yeah, I am. Your parents are lying to you too when they say that. (laughs) Steve doesn't lie. There's a meme with the Steve when he's just like, oh, and you know, even though I wasn't, they like. It was his speech, and then at the bottom, it was uh, it was Tony Stark going, "Guess what, Steve? We fought, and you weren't there. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> I fucking died. I was like, Jesus. oh, that's great. That's so great. <clears throat> oh man. So, guys, are we all in agreement that Huey Lewis and the Jews won? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was. Friggin' awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys for continuing to uh, participate in this and be awesome. Uh, Brian has a very solid lead right now, so I have a feeling he's, we're going to have to give him a prize this year for... Well, Brian like, plays, has played every single time, too, right? So. Basically, yeah. Remember, sometimes it's all about consistency. Like, we had the one year when we would play the game on the wrestling podcast where... I think it was like, I forgot, whoever won the most games, it's like Dandal won the most games, Chev actually won the point. Because Chev got points every single week. Sometimes Dan didn't get points, so it didn't matter that the difference didn't matter. Yeah, that's all. It's about consistency, guys. Oh, that's, that's like those uh, um, sports that go on along. I'm like NASCAR and your soccer's and stuff where it's yeah it's about being consistent not about about how many you win exactly consistency gets rewarded if you're in the top 10 every week it's better than you winning half the ma- half of the time and crashing and crashing right because if you're out of the race you're screwed but if you actually finish the race you're in better shape and I I, I appreciate that so is that what you appreciate? Damn right. All right. So, Dan, you have actually finished the original Dragon Ball series. Yes, I have. So please tell us about the end of Dragon Ball. So when, I, when, we left you, when we left you last week, I had commented on how one episode start ended with, there's three more years to the next karate tournament. And the next episode starts with, it's time for the karate tournament. <laughs> yep. So it's the cry tournament for like all but the last six or seven episodes, including one fight lasting like seven episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The fights don't get shorter. That's for sure. I don't imagine. 
Um, so yeah, so the tournament is all the good guys and then the three bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> right? Essentially. Well, no, because one is technically this old man was in town to watch the tournament and Kami took his body. Which is kind of fucked up and we need to talk about that. Kind of rapey there, Kami. Well, I mean... Right? He's not wrong, though. <laughs> Did he give you consent? <laughs> consent, please. He's. It's the same person. It's just his evil half. So, yeah. yeah it, and we Tao the, comes back. Yeah, Tao as a, uh, <clears throat> as a robot. As a robot. With the help of his brother and all the money and all the money he's made as a mercenary, he was able uh, to be rebuilt. There's a girl that looks pretty familiar in this tournament. Yeah, yes, and there's a girl who looks uh, somewhat, but we don't know. And they do a good job of not revealing her and who she actually is until the actual reveal. But there's yep. a girl there, and she makes it to the actual main tournament, and she's just really mad at Goku. Which anyway, like, of course, if you were watching the show, you know, it's Chi Chi because she's the only brunette woman that would be upset at him. Because they're supposed to be married by now. But to be fair, how old do you think they are? Okay, so how old do you think it is before they get to the first tournament? Like, Um, he's like, Goku's like seven or eight. Right, I Krillin think. reveals he's ten before the tournament, right? Yeah, and Krillin's and Krillin yeah. is older than Goku, but he's like he's like a year or two older than Goku. So Goku's okay. eight or nine. And then there's the tournament, and then there's three years tournament, three years this tournament. Right. So in the so the last one, Tia or uh, Krillin was like thirteen, and now he's like he'd be sixteen. Then. He'd be sixteen. So Goku's like Goku's basically still a teenager, but he had a huge growth spurt. But yeah, in the three years, because he's been at like higher than airplanes fly. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, now that you've seen the whole series, everyone now that you've stuff. Now that you've seen the whole series, you notice that Yamcha always makes it to the final eight and then never makes it past the. Nope. In all three of them. Because he's that good, but not he's he's not good enough. Better than the average and better than the good, but he's not the better than the best. Yep. Uh yeah. Hero, hero kicks his ass. So so basically what you're saying is like he's like the Dallas Cowboys, like, yeah, technically you're a, a football player, but you're not You son of a bitch. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it, Eric, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Fast approaching 30 years the last time they were, they were. Yeah, we know. We know. We know, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but it don't seem like they know. So I'll tell you what, Goku, if you defeat me, I'll tell you who I am. So he beats her. <laughs> and he still doesn't understand. They even like your life's over. That means if you get married, but, like, but let's 
let's give this one to Chi Chi. She was determined enough to like do all this shit because she's a good fighter. Yeah, she devotes yeah. herself during because like she hasn't seen him since Red Ribbon Saga, right? Yeah, when she was still really young. So she had at least five years since the last time she saw him to start getting mad at him and devote herself to being, you know what? He's going to be at the next tournament. I'm going to be at that tournament. I'm going to become such a badass that I'll actually be in the tournament. Chi-Chi's like, yeah, Chi-Chi's like on the Yajirobe level where as a regular person, she's pretty friggin' kick-ass, but she hasn't actually learned any like the energy attack. That's or anything an actual like that. person and not some fucking alien, which we still I love how the show's over and they still haven't been revealed that Goku is from another planet because it was never to be revealed in this series. It's because it wasn't the thought. It wasn't a <laughs> yeah. thought until Z. Because that's so funny because they even say it like, oh, human, 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 like even like other aliens are just like he's just some fucking human. Just happens to have a tail. <laughs> yeah, he's just a cre- you know, Piccolo's just a creature, but he's got ancestry too. Piccolo's an alien. I just I think it's funny. I really do. Which is funny because because you go back to Dragon Ball, Goku's a Saiyan, Piccolo's a Namekian, and those are super important in Z, but they don't exist in the original series because it didn't need to exist. Uh, but here's the thing: you this is I wanted you to watch this this series because I wanted you to really get to know an character because Z starts going way more for the action stuff. And a lot of the characters, they're still around, but they're not really as prominent anymore. Like Oolong, Puar, uh, like we said, forget about launch. Launch is done because Kira Toriyama forgets she exists. So she doesn't appear in Z. One of the most interesting characters because of the thing. Yep. But I mean, other characters, they probably should have just done one or two more episodes and wrapped it up. But they did like a whole other seven episode arc. Yeah. After the tournament. But hey, Goku finally wins a tournament. He does, which he might not have actually. Yes. (laughs) You don't know if if he was out of the ring or not. (laughs) You know, it's fucked up. (laughs) That's the last tournament he wins (laughs) for a long time. There's an interesting stat, and I'll get to it when Dan finishes Z, about Goku and people he's defeated. I don't want to say it, though, but it's very interesting when you actually spell it out. But yeah, Goku Goku loses the first tournament, and he loses the second tournament. Both on bullshit extra technicalities. Yep. Yeah, the like I said, the ending is really nothing to to write home about. It's just basically here's Goku and Chi Chi doing stuff. Yeah, and then it's just like it's just like they could have done something like one or like a one long episode or two episodes to wrap things up, have the wedding and stuff. But yeah, no, we have to learn that like the fucking king is just now some fucking nerd. He's gone full full dad mode. Oh yeah, Ox King becomes a full on. Full on dead. Yeah, because when Goku has his son in, in Dragon Ball Z, he's just like the super happy grandpa. Because like he's like wearing glasses and, and it's just so. They like kind of like completely took everything badass about him away for that. Basically, yeah. And I was like, you gotta wear your mom's dress. 
and everything. And they go on this thing, and they do all these things, thinking that's where it's going to be, but it gets them exactly what they need to fix the furnace. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then we learn where pa- Papa Gohan is. So I've started rewatching Z, and I'm doing it with the Kai run because it's so much shorter because it's only 160-something episodes instead of 200-and-something or whatever Z actually was. And... I did notice there are a couple of things that they cut out at the beginning of Z that I kind of wish they had left in because they're sticking strictly to the manga. And we'll talk about that as Dan's watching it. But there's a lot of stuff they cut that I'm really happy they. Dragon like, Ball yeah. Z, 167 international episode, which is funny because there's only 159 in Japan. Yep. I also noticed that when I looked up Kai the other day, there's like way more episodes. In, in English than there were in Japan. That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> but it's good. Hey, what did they do? <clears throat> they had to explain <laughs> everything when they didn't have to. That, well, they thought they had the to. Beginning, the beginning of Dragon Ball Z Kai actually takes something from the story of Bardock, Goku's father, and opens the series with that. Which, at first I'm kind of like, uh, this gives away some stuff that's supposed to be a reveal later, but at the same time, like, you know what? No, I'm glad that they did this because Bardock doesn't exist in Z normally. So I'm glad that they included it. So yeah, it because- in Kai, there is the same amount of episodes through season four, but in season five, there's 24 international episodes with 17 Jap- Japanese. And then in this, the last season, there's one more international episode than that. Yeah, well... Japanese. It's 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 good to watch. I I say I want you to watch Kai the first time because you're going to get the better dialogue, the better story progression. There won't be any bullshit. I mean, the fact that they cut they cut the Goku Frieza fight down and literally cut like 10 to 15 full length episodes of content out of that fight because it was unnecessary is actually a good thing. And I mean, the Frieza like, saga is still 36 episodes. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. We're not talking about the Frieza saga. The Frieza fight itself could have been its own season. The Frieza it's so fight was funny. ridiculous. I'm just saying, like, the whole saga is 36. There's one episode where he's just like, yep, so I'm going to fight you with one arm tied behind my because I'm convinced that I don't need the other arm, and that's the entire episode. And at the very end, he uses his other arm. He goes, all right, so, so much for that. Oh, that was the reveal when he was fighting Tian Shinhan. Is like he's been wearing weighted clothes. Oh yeah, he's his been shirt wearing weighted clothes. Each, yeah, each thing weighs like twenty kilos or whatever they say. His My shirt gosh. weighed twenty. Each wristband weighs twenty, and each shoe. And they're like, "Why did you do that?" He's like, "Well, it's kind of like what you did when you trained with Roshi, where you put on the turtle thing." Yeah, turtle shell. Except for just more more distributed throughout the body. There's a lot of weighted clothes in. Dragon Ball Z lore that you're gonna you're gonna say. I also hear there's like a lot of guy purposely trains on a low gravity planet or whatever, or a high gravity planet. Oh uh, yeah, when Goku goes to King Kai's planet and has ten times Earth gravity, trains on, and that's that's key thing. Um, yeah. So you know what was the you know what I think is fucking funny about that is that they make this big deal out of Namek having higher gravity and that's the whole reason and when Krillin and uh, Gohan step out they're a little wobbly at first 
fucking Bulma just walks out like a boss. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> My favorite is when they arrive on Namek and Bulma's like, all right, guys, I need to calculate air to see breathable. She looks out the window and Krillin and Gohan are just standing outside the ship. <laughs> There's some good comedy in there. Uh, one thing I like about Kai, too, is some of the voices are recast. A couple of them are way better. Like, okay, that got, was, there's a couple of voices with the new grown up version of them that I wasn't so great about. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Gohan, as a kid, has a different voice actor because Kid Goku and Kid Gohan were the same. I think it's actually a voice actress, if I'm not mistaken. So when they did Kid Gohan in Dragon Ball Z and then they later dubbed the original series, they used the same voice actress to be Kid Goku, which I actually prefer this the other way around because it differentiates the characters. Another significant voice change is Frieza. Uh, Frieza has a different voice, although it's still a very high pitched, sophisticated, but still good. The, the one voice change I didn't like was Jace. Because he's kind of, <clears throat> he's got like a deep Australian voice in the original one. And then in Kai, he kind of sounds a lot more, a little more high-pitched Cockney. But it's still entertaining. The one that, and then Bulma has a different voice actress, but she's better. But here's the thing. If you take some of the scenes from Z and compare them to Kai... With the dub, not only is some of the dialogue absolutely ridiculous and there's like scenes where nobody's talking, but they added extra dialogue and it just looks it just sounds stupid. It sounds really cheesy and overly geared towards kids. But the big change is that even with the dialogue being more significant, the direction was better because there's more passion coming out of the voice actors in Kai than there was in there. One of the things is. And Eric will know what I'm talking about when they're trying to make a wish on the Namekian planet and Goku to change the wish in the original one. He's just like, no, guys, don't do it this way. But in Kai, he's like, no, you can't do it this way. Like he, there's passion. behind, And that was a significant and proper change to Kai. Not only was the dialogue closer to the actual Japanese translation and closer to the manga, which there's some entire plot points that come out different as a direct result of that with them fucking around with the translations. But there's way more passion in the delivery across the board. And that was a significant change. And that's why I'm like, you got to watch Kai because it's as good as you're going to get watching the series subtitled. And while there is stuff they cut out of Z that would be fun to go back and watch, I'd rather you watch Kai and then I'll kind of try to point you in the direction of stuff to check out. The one thing they cut out that you absolutely have to watch is when Goku and Piccolo go to get their drive. Cause that's one of the funniest goddamn things they've ever. Done. And that's completely cut out of Kai. That's during the cell saga. Eric knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's one of the funniest fucking episodes ever. Which also I realized doesn't make sense because at the beginning, She didn't. She wanted Goku to get her license because she's sick and tired of carrying groceries home and being chased by dinosaurs. 
It's like, well, you can drive. I don't understand the problem. I think she was just trying to boss Goku around. But, you know. So, yeah. Um, but you're going to stick with Game of Thrones for a little bit before you start Z? Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So we will be talking more Game of Thrones on our next episode. And, and Eric, you're going to watch some more Letterkenny. <clears throat> so what should I start as my next series? Because I'm, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing my Z Kai rewatch now just because I really I wanted to after all this talk. If you want I'm like I, something short, something new, I would recommend Fire Force. OK. It's. It, it's going to sound weird the way I describe it, but trust me, it is not. It is about firefighters fighting fire. Well, <laughs> okay. But you know it's an anime, so you know there's something odd about it, and, and it's fucking great. It, it, I just accepted I, yeah. that the, the world of anime is just ridiculous. I've just accepted that. It's ridiculous also- and good. Brooklyn Nine-Nine just ended, but that's a lot longer. I yeah saw the final episode today, and I'm not ready to talk about it. Fire Force has not is still currently airing, but it is ending on December 12th, oh, 12th last year. No, well, last year. why is it ongoing then? I don't want to do I don't want to do Brooklyn Nine-Nine just yet because we're trying to finish up Modern Family. We're we're just about halfway through season ten right now. And I'd much rather finish that and then move on to another comedy style show. That's fair. Comedy shows binge so much easier because you can do three of them in an hour. <laughs> yes, they do. Even if even if it's a full twenty six show season, it's just like yeah, but that's you know twelve hours. Well, the not, other thing is not, the other thing is because we are in spooky season. I want to get some some spooky stuff watched, and I'd like to discuss uh, that I watched the Rob Zombie Halloween movies, and then I watched the 2018 Halloween movie. So, uh, real quick, I will I offer... Yes, Halloween Kills. And I am now ultimately prepared for it. So, let's discuss uh, each one, and I'm going to pull up my, uh, my, my small reviews here if i can because my god my internet is being slow right now and i'm sure it's because it's trying to process us recording a podcast and all that other stuff and also you know now don't have the best internet because comcast is awful comcast is awful so i'm looking for fiber come on through yet it's a post from me so here's Okay, so Rob Zombie Halloween. Here's what I basically. It would have been a much better movie if it wasn't a remake of Halloween. If this had been its own horror movie, it would have been good. Comparatively speaking, it definitely falls short. Um, I actually did like it, but I totally understand why people didn't like it. Here's my first good and bad thing. Um. Dan's not a horror guy, but Eric, you've seen the original Halloween, right? Yeah. Okay. So in the opening scene of the original Halloween, it's told through the point of view of the of Michael Myers' mask. And he stabs and kills his sister, right? And he gets sent away. And that's like the first five to ten minutes. 
the first part of the Michael Myers backstory in this movie is about 40 minutes or so. So like half the movie. It, it's yeah, it's 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 just about a two hour movie. So they spend almost half the movie with him as a kid doing the backstory thing. And the thing is. You, you're not supposed to be rooting for Michael Myers in this movie. But he is treated like such shit from his stepfather and his sister. That when he and he actually kills them and murders a bully. You're rooting for him. And then he murders a bunch of people in the asylum because they're taking one of the female, one of the female. uh, What would you call it? I mean, they're not prisoners. Residents, one of the female residents who's having an issue and they're just blatantly raping her in front of him on his bed and he murders them for it. And it's like, well, yeah, then he kills Danny Trejo and then you're not rooting. Because Danny Trejo's character was super nice to him and he kills him anyway. You're just like, well, son of a bitch. Plus, he's like murdering animals that he finds. So it's just like, well, I'm not rooting for him for that, but everything else I'm rooting for. Um, <laughs> one thing that I would say that I liked was that Zombie's pretty big on the gore fest. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of gore in this one, and I think that's a good thing because I've like I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. Your movie's not scary if you're leaning on your gore and your jump scares. You need to tell a story. Otherwise, they don't mean anything. And this one keeps them to a, to a limit, which is why they work. This is why John Carpenter was a master of storytelling. So I so I think there was only like three jump scares and the gore was fair for what was happening. So, yeah. Uh, however, the ending is awful. The ending is absolutely awful. So the ending of the original Halloween is the whole thing where he falls off the balcony, check on him, and the body's not there anymore. So it's the ambiguous ending. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is his body's on the ground and Laurie is literally unloading bullets into his head and then just screaming as the thing fades out. I'm like, really? That's how you ended it? That was awful. No, man, the ending of the original was great because the second movie is still that same fucking movie. It's the same night. It liter- it's literally the same. And they, think he, and they think he dies because there's a guy in the same mask on fire, like in front of City Hall. Yep. Not him, bitches. Not him. So my thing with the zombie Halloween is give it a go. Formulate your own opinion. You might be surprised. But if you don't like it, it's it's I can I get that. I, I can see I can see it both ways. Now, let's talk about Zombies Halloween 2. This was fuck awful. Fuck awful. Fuck awful. I'm not even sure what else to say about it. Didn't they, like, he didn't even want to make it, but they contractually made him make it? Okay, so, no, he want. He wasn't planning on doing a sequel, but the studio was doing it anyway, so he stepped in so they would fuck it up, and then he fucked it up. So here are the positives. Malcolm McDowell's portrayal of Samuel Loomis is actually... He's not Donald Pleasance, but he does a decent job. Uh, there were some pretty entertaining kills, which is one of the reasons you watch these movies. And yes, yeah, several people did deserve it. Like, there's a bunch of hicks 
who harass him and then he murders them. But then he also kills their dog. So, like, that's not cool. And then he he kills a bunch of fucked up people in a strip club that deserved it. So, yeah, that was good. Um, Tyler Maine, who plays Michael Myers in the movie, has a pro wrestling background and he absolutely hits a couple of moves. Like, he definitely does, like, some Undertaker power moves, and I marked out for that. And Chris Hardwick plays a sleazy Seth Meyers-style talk show host, and Weird Al plays himself as a guest on the show who harasses Dr. Loomis. And I'm like, all right, that was pretty cool. Everything else is fucking awful. There's, it's, Lori's having episodes of psychosis. There's, what the, what the hell is his wife's name? Like, Sherry Moon or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she plays his mother in these weird flashbacks, and it's all in Michael's head. And there's like child version of Michael. In this one, she's yeah. supposed to be his mother, like the the ghost of his mother that he's seeing. And there's a white horse, and yeah, but who's Laurie Strode in this? Oh, the actress? I don't know. Nobody important. Uh, they make Loomis into being a villain to the common folk. Uh, Michael eats the dog. He spends half the movie not wearing his mask, so you see his face way too much. The atmosphere shifts, don't know where they're going. None of the characters are interesting in any way, shape, or form. The film goes back and forth from taking itself too seriously to not taking itself. The third act is a giant train wreck, and they they put the iconic theme over the credits, but they ruin it. <sighs> Zombies Halloween 2 is a steaming pile of shit. Steaming pile of shit. Don't watch it. Halloween 2018. My entire review is summed up in two words. Good shit. Halloween 2018 is fucking awesome. Please watch Halloween 2018 if you haven't seen it. It's so fucking good because it's all about Jamie Lee Curtis has been obsessed with Michael Myers since that night. And she absolutely knows that he's still out there because she knows he's in there and she's been preparing for him this whole time. And sure enough, 40 years to the day, he makes it out again and comes after her and her kids and her grandkid. Like she's been preparing for this day this whole time. And oh my God, is it good? The movie is so good. I was so happy with the job they did with this. So happy. So please, 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 if you get a chance to see this, please check this out. As it gets closer to that time, I will. There you go. So Halloween Kills on the Horizon, I'm actually super hyped for because it's the second part of a trilogy there. Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends. And one of the best things about it is that Danny McBride is behind it and we know what he's known, right? You know, ridiculous comedy stoner type stuff. But he's like, nah, man, this I wanted to make something. And God damn, they did a great job with it. Yeah, good stuff. Good, good stuff. I'll say nothing further because I want Eric to watch it. All right. Anybody got anything else this week? Or shall we wrap things up? Well, um, I'm afraid that I will wake the dog. So let's wrap up for tonight. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. So you know her to check us out. CKCC Radio Doc shows on there. 
A shout out to our wonderful patrons, patron.com slash club kayfabe. Between them and our sponsor, Adrian Cotton, they help keep the show free for all of you and also void of any actual ad spots. So it's just arts doing a sponsor plug. Check out our partner shows, including the Blake and Sal show, the United We Fan podcast. Check out our good friend Tom Dickinson on YouTube with Wild Cook. Keep supporting us. Check out our Extra Life stream on November the 6th, where we will be playing Among Us live for charity hospitals. And watch us watch us murder each other in cold blood to save the kids. So thank you guys for all of your wonderful support each and every week. Keep binging all your favorite shows. And if you guys have topics you want us to talk about, you know how to reach us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod or look up the nerd table fan community for Facebook groups. Join today and be part of the community. Talk about all your favorite fandom. And we wrap up this episode. I am hungry and sleepy because we are late on a Saturday evening. So let's go satisfy those urges. We're going to feed the beast and then I'm going to go to sleep. So fare thee well, everyone. We shall see you next week. Good night, everybody. See ya. Right. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.